You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and I am joined today by Shauna. Hello. And Pastor David. I already turned it on for oh, you. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I was playing on my phone. Sorry. <laughs> and Good Pastor time. Matt. Hello. I mean, if we, an awkward start, that's just how we roll. Yep. Every time. <laughs> also an <laughs> awkward much. middle and probably an awkward ending to you're wrap probably, it all up. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, today we are recapping, um, let's see, Treasures in Heaven. So we're talking about money and um, everyone's favorite judging others. That was it's your Very favorite good. to judge yeah. others? Yeah, sounded wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone's favorite topic. Oh, okay. Because it, I feel like money no, and one, no one escapes that one. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and because money's so easy yeah. to talk yeah. about, too. So. Yeah. I feel like Jesus knew what he was doing right? with this sermon. But yeah. Put that on a t shirt. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Knew, knew what he was there doing. You go. Uh, Matt Hans. Yeah. Stand and, behind it. You know, <laughs> he knew that this was going to be hard for us. Right. And that's that's the thing. So, so yeah. in this, like, like, as he's, he's transitioned, and I, I, you know, you you understand the progression way back from when David started with the Beatitudes and really laying out this, hey, here's what a life surrendered to Jesus looks like, and it and it totally transforms the way you see things and the way you, you view the world and what you hunger and thirst for and all of that, and mm-hmm. and then the reframing of, hey, that's that's what you heard about the law, but it was always about the heart, and then from a heart that's right, here is the things that ought to flow from it, that ought to happen and the things that ought not happen. And so, so with, with that in mind, like everything is, is this for me anyway, as I've prepped this series, everything is a gut punch, right? Because every week it's one more thing. And it's like, so, I mean, Jesus is no fool. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's putting out these things that if your heart is right, this will be different than the rest of the world. And each week it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta think about that differently. And I gotta view that differently. And it's, this, this would have been a real hard thing for people to hear sure, yeah. um, and also kind of a revolutionary thing, right? For, for people that felt like they were on the outside looking in all of a sudden to hear, no, 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 it's actually about your heart, not about your behavioral and not about your position. And it yeah, would it's have... a hard thing for us to hear and we've heard it over and over and yeah. over and over, well, that's <laughs> let one of the, alone. That's one of know, the things I really time. appreciated about this series is, is just from a, a personal pastoral perspective, right? I've read the Sermon mm-hmm. on the Mount, I don't know how many yeah. times. Yep. Um, I've had it preached to me before, but mm-hmm. the idea of going methodically through it is not something I've done um, or been a part of through a, a, a sermon series. I've done mm-hmm. like a study or something, mm-hmm. yeah. but as far as this in-depth, uh, it's it's been kind of a, a, a nice thing to really take a strong, hard, fresh look at something that's kind of just become normal. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing normal about it. Sure. Yep. Yeah. David, mm-hmm. um, so what are some practical ways that we can be laying up treasures in heaven? Uh, well, I think it's going to start, uh, and I know you're asking practical, but at first, but first he's, but he's not going to give you what you asked for. Shocking. <laughs> Don't judge. <laughs> that was sober and fair-minded judgment. <laughs> Awkward in the middle. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Check. Uh, so, yeah, church, uh, let's take a moment and talk about that. Um, I just beat a punk there. with. Anyways, uh, 
it, it ultimately starts. We can start practical, but it's not. You, we're never going to get to the practical unless we first come to terms with if we're trying to interpret what that means through a lens of the world. We're never going to get there, right? So, like, if we're trying to see what the world classifies as treasure. We're never even going to embrace practical things to do that's laying up treasures in heaven because we're coming from the wrong standpoint in the first place. And that's the issue, I think, with a lot of Sermon on the Mount is we try to interpret it through a worldview, an mm-hmm. earthly view, a, a temporal view. And, and so that's the thing, you know, because um, a lot of times we, we, we fall into the trap of, well, I'm, I'm laying up treasures in heaven because I'm coming to church. Well, if I'm doing it through an earthly mentality of checking that off the box, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't lay up a treasure in heaven because mm-hmm. you're coming from this basis of I'm showing up like I'm supposed to. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's what the world tells me. Presence is, you know, that I've done my duty. Check it off the box. Mm-hmm. But there's no treasure in that. Um, so it ultimately, it, again, the practical are there. It's just we have to first change that perspective. Mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. You know, and, and Can it the, ever happen where... We start with the right action, and that leads to a heart change. See, that's an interesting because it's a, the debate, right? What comes first? Like I'm thinking about mm-hmm. spiritual disciplines yeah. and how sometimes we do them. I mean, almost begrudgingly. Um, maybe not necessarily as a checklist sort of thing, mm-hmm. but because we know it's what we're supposed to do. But can God do something with that? Well, God can do whatever He wants through whatever He wants. Again, it's the uh, it's the obedience. It's the mind frame of me doing this is going to get me there. Right. That's again, you're never going to get there because mm-hmm. you're making it about you. It's True. you don't. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to say, but I've learned this, and others might see it differently. But um, you can't change your own heart, right? Like you, even if if you come into anything with this mindset, like you're going to change yourself, you're never going to get there because you're making it about you once again. And then even if there is moments where you feel like you're changing, you're going to boast about it. Like, look what I did. Mm-hmm. I've done this, you know? So yeah, God, of course, doing things maybe with the wrong motive, God can use that as a means of grace to bring transformation through sure. a person. Of course, 100%. But again, if the mindset is, is I'm going to do this cause I'm going to change myself and make myself a better person. You, your focus is wrong. Again, you're not making it on God. You're making it on you and what you can do. And Pastor Matt talks about it all throughout this series. This is all about heart change, right? So again, if you read the Beatitudes with this attitude of like, I'm going to do that, not the Beatitudes, but the whole Sermon mm-hmm. on the Mat, I'm going to do this. You're coming from the, it's pull yourself up by your own bootstraps kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. Right. Right. Yes, you faithfully do what God asks, but the outcomes are his. Right. He produces the outcomes. So It is weird though, right? Because... Everything you're saying is 100% absolutely practically true. And there is no question that any anyone could ever have that, yes, God does the transforming. That is the Holy Spirit at work in you. That is the gospel working itself out, right? But yet, so so I'm not arguing that, right? But the tension of it, I think, for, for, for me and for the, the average everyday Christian, mm-hmm. right, um, the tension of it is, okay, but yet I still have to work it out. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not partic- participation. Yes. Offer, and, yeah. and it is, it is such an awkward thing because it doesn't translate into this world. Right. Because mm-hmm. in this world, um, I want to get smarter about something. I do the work. I put in the effort. I read the books. I listen to the podcast. I do whatever I do so that I can gain the knowledge. And then I have the knowledge. This instance, we say, okay, God's going to do this. 
right? God has to do it because I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, absolutely true. But yet I then still have to put in the work and I still have to do the legwork and, and, and do this stuff. And so uh, it is, it is real easy to see how people get stuck mm -hmm. with the mindset that says, I'm, I've got to do this because God won't just do it for them without them putting in the work, but then they have to do the work knowing that the work is futile unless God's doing his part. I mean, it really, mm -hmm. I think for, for somebody that's not thinking so deeply about it, it really can be a trap. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. one of the things I think about is, is, you know, even studying of scripture, I know atheists that probably know this Bible better than I do. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So I believe wholeheartedly the Bible is living. It is the active living mm -hmm. word of God. Right. But just reading the Bible does not, there's a position like how you approach the Bible, how you come at it. You know, again, it is living, but the living part is the fact that the living God speaks through his word. Mm -hmm. And if I, I can just read the Bible and get nothing out of it because I am not even approaching it with the mindset of wanting to hear from the living God. Mm -hmm. I'm not wanting to hear from the spirit of God. So again, it, there's that tension too is, uh, of meeting people that again, know scripture better than most Christians, but they have no faith whatsoever, you know? And then back to that question of like tangible, like treasures in heaven, it's ultimately saying, um, what are the things that actually get to go to heaven with me? Right. Think about right, it that yeah. way. Mm -hmm. My, my toys don't get to go to heaven with me. Right. Like mm -hmm. the things that I chase after in this world do not go to heaven with me. Mm -hmm. What does go to heaven with me is the things that I do faithfully for Christ and his kingdom, like recognition of that, like, Hey, mm -hmm. good and faithful servant way mm -hmm. to go. People get to be treasures in heaven. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, experiences get to be, and when I say experiences, I mean like, well, we get to see God move and it, like we get to take that into heaven and see, um, and, and then when you think about people, it's not just the people that I witness to It's Some of our treasures are, well, take, we're looking out the window right now. We were talking just a little bit ago about the house that just got taken down the safe house, right? Mm -hmm. We don't realize that we could have gave money for that. God uses that to a family that then gets ministered to that's a treasure of mine or anybody, you know, mm -hmm. like we don't know the shockwaves mm -hmm. right. of right. our treasure based on something as simple as I sent a shoebox at mm -hmm. Christmas yeah. time. Mm -hmm. I gave faithfully to this ministry. We don't know. Yeah. Those yeah. are treasures. Yeah. They can right? change generationally yeah. for Absolutely. families. It just it blows my mind. Yeah. It's, are we cultivating souls or are we, um, yeah. you know, trying to make our lives more yeah. comfortable, which, mm -hmm. you know, I think we all fall into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. I think, I think here when you talk about, about this, I mean, this isn't the first time he's talked about these treasures. Mm -hmm. It just in the last couple of, of instances, he's talked about them and your father will reward you. Right. If you if you do this appropriately, then your father will see and he'll reward you. If you fast appropriately, then God will see and he will reward you. Mm -hmm. So so we, we we've been talking. He's been kind of painting this picture of what these heavenly rewards from God are. Um, and, and so um, but but this is a little different. Right. Because in this he's talking about God will reward you. And you could say, oh, well, that's that's in the future. But no, I mean, listen, when you fast appropriately. Right. Whether you're you're fasting for someone for an issue to draw closer to God, the reward from God is, hey, guess what? Perhaps then the answer will will be given to you that God will, will share that with you or that you'll be closer to God or healing might happen or clarity, whatever it is. But this specifically is talking about something that is yours 
in heaven in a way that none of those other reward kind of passages are. So it, it, it changes the tone a little bit of just like, hey, you, know, you talk about like coming to church or reading scripture, you know, doing those things. Yes, there's a reward for that, but that's not necessarily, I don't think, what Jesus means when he's talking about storing treasures in heaven, because he is talking specifically about financial things. Okay. Um, and not that I'm going to have a bigger bank account in heaven, right. right? But But the idea that I can use my resources here to have those treasures waiting for me there is mm-hmm. just something that should challenge the way we view mm-hmm. our stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was listening to a sermon this week about um, giving and generosity and uh, the pastor was saying, yeah, he's like, it, there's not this, like we tend to have this poverty kind of mindset where, you know, we don't want to be rich and we don't want to have a, like, that's bad or something. But he's like, no, he's like, I want you guys to be, be making all kinds of money because he's like, you guys are generous and think of all the good things you can do for the kingdom mm-hmm. with that money. So it's really just about how we're stewarding our money. And and it's all good. Like none of it's better than the other, right? Like, like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're fasting and you're doing it in a way that God honors, he'll reward you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's, that's, Perfect. Um, but, you know, David talked about like the safety homes or the shoe boxes. Mm-hmm. Those are ways I financially expend myself, yeah. um, not getting any earthly reward from it. If I'm not bragging about it, right? If I <laughs> right, brag about yeah. it, then my reward is people hey, think, guess hey, what, social media. People think, hey, I'm guess great. Yeah. yeah. But, but if I do that in a way that's just basically for the benefit of God. And, and the kingdom impacting someone else, then that is storing for myself. Like, like those are great examples because yeah. those are simple things that we do that, is it pricey? Sure, right? By the time you go out and you fill a shoebox and you pay for the shipping and you do whatever, that's, that's money I could have spent on sushi because I love sushi. It doesn't matter. You don't have to like it. <laughs> Dave, Dave's like, I don't want sushi. It's good. Point being. I don't think my facial expression changed one bit. I'm, you don't like I'm, sushi. I'm, I don't. It's disgusting. But it's not disgusting. It doesn't matter. Have you gone to have sushi with Matt? He no. hasn't. I that would be a fun outing. Let's go. Yeah. I don't like sushi either. Let's go get I mean steak. just so you can if like, we go to if so we go to the right him, like, place. The if we go to the right place and... you can also get hibachi at the sushi yeah. sushi place. Yeah. So yeah. everybody You don't wins. like sushi rolls? Guys, we're I feel gonna, like that's going to have to bring it back. Guys. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Awkward 3.0. All right, cool. Anyway, I think... Welcome I, to our staff meeting. I think as you spend those resources um, then on on things that are kingdom-focused, right, then that stores up for, for you something. And I... Look at it similar to the, the parable of the talents, right? When when Jesus is telling the parable and, and, and you know... The, the master gives 10 bags of gold and five bags of gold and one bag of gold to the three servants. Um, and basically the idea is, look, you need to, to steward well what you've been given. And when you steward it well, there will be a benefit to that, a heavenly reward. Um, you know, it's the who's been faithful with a little will be given much and who's been faithful with much will be given more. And this 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 attitude that I think we need to have that really comes down to, how do we view our resources? Mm-hmm. Are they even our resources? Um, and what do we do with them? And, and what's the end goal of them? And um, it's just, it's a hard thing to, to get through our head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move towards the end of that passage to, let's see here, to verse 30. Um, 
oh you have little faith specifically that so what relationship is um jesus indicating here that exists between worry and faith who wants to tag in on that one everyone's pointing at shauna <laughs> so i didn't technically ask you um <laughs> I just think there's a fine line. Like, it's hard. I think we're, we live in this world where worry is so normal, right? And so it's this... Um, it's almost it's, idolized. And it's, yeah. And it's just something that I think every single one of us have to fight every day. And I think of just the COVID mm. days mm-hmm. where in, when you talk about social media and just how prominent the fear was in people and the worry and how it can just breed more worry and... Um, and so I know, like, for myself and other Christians, it was that trying to combat that where, like, yes, we can we can be concerned with things and we can wonder how the outcome is going to be. But when we truly know that having that faith that, like, God's going to take care of this no matter what, we don't have to stress out and worry and let that consume our life, but that we get to live in that freedom um, of knowing that whatever happens, he's going to be there. Um I think that's a hard thing to understand when you're not a Christian. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Thanks. You should answer more questions, Shauna. Listen, I can't get a word in with these two over here. <laughs> so if we worry... <laughs> are, Challenge accepted. If we, <laughs> if we worry, is, are we being sinful? I mean, there's a command in Philippians, right, that said, well, I mean, Jesus says it here, but, but, but I mean, it's so clear in Philippians, right, four, that you're like, do not be anxious about anything. Uh, because the other side of that is is faith that God will take care of it. But I think there's a difference between a moment of anxiousness or nervousness and an attitude of of anxiety yeah. or mm-hmm. nerves. Like I, I mean, I think it's it's one thing to be like, man, I'm about to go into a scenario and it causes some some nervousness in me. I don't think that's sinful, or I think that's right. time for me to say, okay, God, calm my nerves, help right. me, yeah, right? Sure. But that's different than just pervasively being nervous about life, mm-hmm. like always thinking about what might go wrong and what could go bad and how things might fall the wrong way and and what will happen if that happens mm-hmm. then this will happen and then that might mean that this will happen and there's yeah, just, it's a, just that spiral of yes when you don't just break it and be like okay like god yeah like it's easy just to mm-hmm. yeah and and jesus asked mm-hmm. the question right what is it i think it's verse verse uh 27 right can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your right. life. And so he's not saying, you know what? Yeah, you might not get cancer, right? You might not get, in a, maybe you will get in a car accident. Like, like I, I've, I've known people, younger people, they, they wouldn't drive at all, right? Like, um, because, well, what happens if I get in an accident? I don't, maybe you will, right? So, so do a good job and, and be careful as much as you can. But to live in worry does not add a single day to your life. It can't add a single hour. It's not a promise from God that nothing bad will ever happen, mm-hmm. but the promise that it, it was out of your hands anyway. Right. So why worry about it? Mm-hmm. So in the context of this, I 100%, because these are the big worries of life, mm-hmm. right? And, and those are there and those are important that we have to process. So when I read this, I see the big worries of life, but I, I also see it as... I think what actually robs Christians from most of what God wants for them is not necessarily the big worries of life as much as all the petty stuff that we spend all of our time worrying on. So if you look at what Jesus is talking about, he's talking about clothing, he's talking about food, and then but he makes his comments like, this is what the pagans run after, right? When I hear run after, I hear this. I, I look at, especially in America, I look at our society, we have a standard of living that we worry and chase after. 
and that consumes us so yeah. much. I have to have certain clothing. I have to have a certain car. I have to have a certain house. I have to yeah. have a certain whatever. And and Jesus is basically saying that's the worry. You know, like it was funny yesterday, Amy, the girls have been wanting to try ramen noodles forever, right? Why? What? They Here's haven't the had ramen noodles? They haven't. Well, no, Tyler we tried. Tyler has a special ramen noodle bowl. Okay, well, we tried. <laughs> so does Tim. Here's the deal. <laughs> we tried. But dad screwed it up, so they haven't wanted it. I don't know how you screwed it up. Yeah, how do you? I have no okay, idea. I'm sorry. Hang on. I know. I no I've idea. got this. Yeah. David, <laughs> there's a flavor packet no, that you're supposed to put in there. in there. It was in there. Don't you ask. You have to Here's open it also. Listen. <laughs> what? Is that like a tea bag? You just dip it in? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. We found your mistake. Why is it that? Listen. Girls, don't worry. We fixed your dad's <laughs> problem. It's all right. Okay. Ramen noodles. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just kind of looking at seven one there. Are you feeling sharper? Right I, now? I, did my feeling sharper? Yes, I feel very feeling judged. Yeah, feeling very. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, my daughters wanted to try ramen, so Amy yesterday bought them some ramen. She made it, came out great. They love it, right? Uh-huh. As soon as I found this out, I laughed because Amy's like, "I can get four of these for a dollar." I'm just like, "Sweet, economy can go to crap. I can feed my kids for a quarter." Like that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But that's what we I'm kind of saying, of like them because of Tim. we we just. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's we 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 live in this. If God loves me, I get steak dinner all the time. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. If God loves me, I should be able to go to these fancy stores mm-hmm. because He's going to bless me. He's going to give these things. And if we feel like that might be taken from us, we start mm-hmm. worrying, mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, what's going to be stripped of me? Right. Why is it God there for me? And I feel like that robs more Christians of their. Don't be wrong. Mm-hmm. Worrying about big things are there. But I feel like those are the times where we really do run mm-hmm. to God. Right. And we're like, God, yeah. help me. Like, sure. and, and he does. This is little stuff that we mm-hmm. just are constant. Like, oh, economy's going to, there mm-hmm. goes, there goes my standard of living. There goes my, I'm not going to be able to go shopping like I like to do. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be able to go do this. And we sit there worrying like, God, what are you mm-hmm. stripping away from me? And why? That's, I, I see that with, with a lot of this is, is Jesus is basically like, seek first the kingdom of God and don't get wrapped up with all the stuff mm-hmm. that is not that important. Like, I'll clothe you. May not be name brand stuff, but I'm going to clothe you. So I'm going to feed you. May not be steak dinner. Might be ramen. But ramen. it might be ramen noodles. <laughs> what, what, so. was, what was the thing when you were young like that you had to have? Like for Carrie, I, we've talked about this before. For her, it was like true religion genes. Mm. Like those were the yeah. thing. Huh. Oh, I remember when Guess was huge. Guess, yeah, okay. It was Guess. You guys? Zcap, Lamin. Remember yeah. Lamin with the gold plate on the patch? Oh, I wasn't that fancy. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. yeah okay. No. I was just so, curious. Was so it was funny. We used to go to church out of town. Mm-hmm. And my youth group was out of town. So they never saw me in school. But they saw me at church. And they used to think, I got told this. They're like, well, we thought you were the rich kid. Because mom would always take us down to. Because you had the, to wear church clothes. Well, and we would go buy a lot of Guess stuff because mm-hmm. we go down to Williamsburg. Yeah. My mom didn't spend a lot of money, but if we found yeah. like really cheap, you know, right. like sure. I'd wear it. Mm-hmm. And it made me laugh when I felt like we have like no money. Mm-hmm. Like, right. But that status mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, you're the rich yeah. kid because you got mm-hmm. all this guest stuff. Stupid patch on your butt. Yeah. So <laughs> juicy. Oh, no, wait. That's <laughs> that a different. Was never that, cool. that was never cool. That was never cool. Although for, you do own a pair for of For people that don't know, I have a pair of sweatpants that says juicy on the butt. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It did get weird again, so let's just yeah. move on. Yeah, and it was a gift from me. <laughs> it was. So there you go, David. It just went even further. It was a comment I, I made like in a sermon. That. It was it like was... a pastor appreciation. Yeah, it, it was It was very odd. Uh, <laughs> at least you recognize that. So <laughs> He started it. I don't I, mean to. 
movie and it was reference. A small I'm picturing thing. Elf. You opening it and you lift it up for someone for special. Someone special. <laughs> and you hold it yeah. up and you're like, juicy. Juicy. Well, I mean, he's a hot mess. I am a hot <laughs> mess. Yeah, he's, and he's getting hotter. No, I'm getting less oh, hot. Less hot, less hot, hot actually. You will if you wear those pants. <laughs> <laughs> Next Sunday. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. All right, church. There's a reason to invite. Get out or there. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our participation in that with worry? Like, I was like what do we do? Wearing them. <laughs> Shauna's like, I'm not wearing those pants. I think our, our participation is to do, it, this is the same. It's the same as what David was talking about earlier, right? With the heart. Like, like God needs to transform you, but you have to do your part. I think it's this, when it comes to worry, it's the same thing. Like, I have to do what's in my power to do. And then I have to let go of the results. Like, I mean, I can, we, we can do everything that's, that's ours to, to be wise and to be prepared and to be mindful, right? It's not like you're like, well, I'm never going to save another cent. And then when something bad happens, I'm going to say, God, you promised to take care of me. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to be wise. But as we're being wise, we're not worried about the future. We're not worried about it because we're saying we're doing our part. The rest is up to God, and we're okay with that. We have mm-hmm. faith that he will take care of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's also we need to choose to live in a way that if if our status changes, it doesn't change our mm-hmm. like emotion, our yeah. joy, yeah. our perspective. Like mm-hmm. we live in such a, yeah, if, yep. yeah we just yeah. have to have that mindset. If, if all of a sudden I lost everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If my faith and my attitude mm-hmm. towards life is wrapped up in this, right. And it would change drastically. Mm-hmm. Then we need to start looking at a heart check to yeah. say, yeah, like know. our circumstances can change, but God does not. Like yeah. He's the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Good fundamentally, and we belong loving. to Him, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that should transcend everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to judging. Dun dun dun. David would um. like to start. <laughs> Since you seem to feel real judged today. So Jesus uses um, <laughs> the example of a speck of sawdust, sawdust, dust. I don't know where that came from, um, and a plank. So he's taking two objects made of the same material, comparing them. Um, what do you think that this illustration reveals um, about like the types of sins that we tend to be judgy about, Shauna? Um. I just think it's really easy to judge other people's sin and think that ours is um, not nearly as bad as theirs are. And it's real easy just to think that our, I don't know, I guess just our selfishness and the way that we we approach things are is right um, when, yeah, it's the same material. Like it's the same, mm-hmm. like sin is um, sin to God and we're not better than other people. We're not... It's just easy to sit on our high horse and look mm-hmm. down upon others. Thoughts, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. David? I've always appreciated when the way I look at this is um, when I was a kid, you, you picture the speck as the small, the plank is this huge thing. Um, and I always thought it was funny. You know, you think about a person with a plank sticking out of their eye. But then I got to thinking about this even more. Um, and I don't want to say this is what Jesus is ultimately saying, but I also can picture this, that the speck in the person's eye and the plank and my are actually the exact same size. It's just a different of placement, right? So what I mean by that is if I take an object and hold it far away from me, it's a small object, but you put that sucker right, right in my eye, mm-hmm. it's massive, 
because now it's my problem. It's my issue. And basically it's like, Jesus is like, why are you worried about the thing you see in them when you got this huge, like, this is your problem. Like your problem is this is the thing that's, it's irritating your eye. It's affecting your vision. Like I, so sometimes it's not a matter. I, I don't think it's a matter of scale of the sin as much as why am I worried about the sin yeah. that's affecting mm-hmm. you? And I got sin. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be judged by your sin. Mm-hmm. Like, right. So why do I, why am I worried so much about we should, because we mm-hmm. care, but I'm just right. saying, why am I being judgmental about something yeah. that I don't even have to answer for? Yeah. Because well, it's, it's easier no... to focus on someone else's sin. than yeah. have to, yeah. yeah. Deal but with our the own. plank yeah. could still be a speck in my eye mm-hmm. to you. It could even look like a speck in my yeah. eye, but it's a plank because it's my issue. Mm-hmm. It should be a huge issue to me now. Because I have to answer for that. I don't have to answer for yours. So I always see it, also see it that way. It's not yeah. just about degree, which one's mm-hmm. bigger, which one's more, sure. you know, what's the worst sin. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of that. It's, I don't have to answer for the speck in Matt's, mm-hmm. but I have to answer for the speck in my, which is like a plank mm-hmm. because it's my issue. So mm-hmm. how do we, how do we um, navigate the differences? Because scripture also tells us, um, that we are supposed to be corrective too at times mm-hmm. with people, and so how do we um, vet that out to where it's um, like instructive or corrective, or if it's destructive? You know, I, I think the whole the whole issue here that that Jesus is making too is it, it it's a an indictment on self righteousness. Right. So if your assumption is that you are better than the other person, then you have the authority to point out where they're wrong. There's nothing in that that wants to help build them up. Right. When I'm pointing out somebody else's faults, I'm not doing it because secretly I want to see them successful. I'm doing it because I, I want them to know I'm better than them. And I see what you did and I'm, I'm pointing it out to you. And so there's this self-righteous nature to it. Um, and this is what the Pharisees did all the time. Right. They ignored ignored. They ignored their that own. Hard. I know it hard? is. They ignored their own sin. But they pointed out everybody else's. That Jesus uses that. I think we talked about it Sunday. That that um, parable of the of the the Pharisee and the tax collector in the temple. You know, and, and his attitude is, God, thank you that I'm so much better than everybody else. Like, how great am I that I'm not like those other people? Uh, and and the issue is then when I'm pointing out, if I think truly think I'm better than you. I'm not pointing things out because I want you to be better. I'm pointing things out because I'm better than you. And that's just my position is to be better than you and for you to know. And so I think, you know, part of this is when your attitude, though, truly is I'm not better than you, but I might have some insight for you. I might see something you don't. And I'm open to you seeing things I don't. And, and, and that's part of the way it goes. Then the issue is I am trying to help you. And I am trying to encourage you and to help you grow in your faith. And we are sharpening each other and, and doing those kinds of things. And so it, it, it comes back to the same thing. And I, again, you know, we've talked about it a couple times today and then started with the Beatitudes when, when David was preaching. It is all about the heart. If your heart is right with God and you understand that I am just a sinner saved by grace, then, hey, I want to help you, right? I want to help you. I want to, I want to show you this thing. And if you've got things to show me, that's awesome. But if I'm just better than you, then mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a bad place mm-hmm. to be. Every time you say that, a sinner saved by grace, that always makes me think of David because <laughs> he doesn't like that. But... <laughs> Okay, 
Um, and he's laughing right now. A hungry guy that found a meal and wants to tell somebody else where to go get it. Is that better than a sinner saved by grace? I don't. I don't know. I, I, Why don't we like that? I don't remember. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. To the question of about why do we can we still anybody that wants to use this passage as a that you can't judge. Mm-hmm. Finish it Jesus. Gets twisted. Finish so Jesus's words. Yeah. Right? Then help them. Take take yours out. Then help them. Going back to I, I love when people we had in Missouri. I won't go into the circumstances. We had a very bad situation where sin was rampant in a couple and it was it was there and we had to address it and they were leaders in the church and it was a really bad like it was bad and i remember getting the letter that they sent to the leadership of the church plus they felt the need to send that to everyone else that they felt needed to know their side oh that's fun and which you know i get an emotion it was what it is but at the end of it they quoted jesus's you know he without sin cast the first stone Again, it's twisted. Read the rest of Jesus' words. Where are those that condemn you? I don't see them. Go, therefore, you know, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Right? It, Jesus wasn't judging, but he acknowledged, you have sin, mm-hmm. and I'm calling you to an expectation to go and sin no more. Right? It's not a judgment call like I'm going to judge you and, and condemn you to a sentence of some kind. But we twist Jesus' words and we don't finish what he says. And in both of these examples, he, he's acknowledging sin. And he's calling to do better, like live the life that I'm giving to you. And yeah, that those that right there is just read the rest mm-hmm. of the passage. Yeah. And you yeah. can't use it the way to twist it where don't point out my sin. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and the reality is, I will say this also church, anybody, if I ever come to you and I say, hey, I kind of see something in you. 100 percent. If you're if you could look back and be like, you know, at the same moment, not defending yourself, but say, hey, in the same way, I kind of noticed some things with you. Like, Great. Point out my plank. If you legitimately see a plank, point it out. You have that right just as much as I do if I'm caring for you to say, hey, I'm noticing this. If you're doing it for the motive of... I think relationship plays big into it too. Someone just coming at you with stuff doesn't always sit well. Like to have that relationship already there. Yeah, it's better to get anonymous Um, letters in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Or that. It is. I've been drafting one since... (laughs) Okay, good. Good. Don't call people jerks. (laughs) So... But, in but front I, of the congregation. In front of the congregation, <laughs> I think I think part of the part of this really it really does just come down to, and I know it sounds like a broken record, right? But it comes down to your intention, mm-hmm. right? What is my intention? Um, if my intention is to make myself more righteous by being better than everybody, or to just be right, yeah, about something, then yeah. then obviously I've crossed a line. Yeah. But if my intention is to love you, to really love you. Right. And part of loving you is to say, listen, I'm going to come alongside you and I want to point something out and I want to have a conversation Mm -hmm. about it. Then then that is completely not only acceptable, but lauded and commanded Mm -hmm. inside the body of the church. And so, um, I I mean, it it really does come down to what what is your heart Mm -hmm. doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's move to the last verse in this section. Can I can I say one thing that we talked about after? This uh, I think staff were having this conversation after that we didn't mention, and and so it was we were joking about it, but I can see it being an honest question for some people. Um, and it was where does the role of sarcasm play in this, right? Because there are a lot of things that might sound judgy. That again, I I just would say for that it's heart too, right? And like, relationship. Like as we're being sarcastic with each other mm-hmm. and kind of poking at each other around the table, that's not judgmental, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's having 
fun. And, because and, we have a relationship, we understand yeah. that. About and and so there's yeah. a difference. Again, it's attitude. What yeah. am I trying to accomplish? If I'm if I'm masking my sarcasm to bring up the point that I want to make, well, that's too far. Yeah. Um, but if we're just being sarcastic around the table yeah. and, and poking, then that's – I don't know why um, – like we talked about that Sunday after church, I think, because mm-hmm. we were being sarcastic with each other again, and uh, <laughs> and, and it was just a matter of well, what do people think when they hear yeah. that? And like again, relationships are so key there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah. I think the congregation is fully aware of that whole vibe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always worried that it's going to be somebody's first Sunday, yeah, and they're going to be okay. like, "Man, these okay. guys suck." Yeah, David is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Or somebody that's listening to the sermon Uh from Sunday that doesn't hear all the mean things David said first, and they just think they just think I'm picking on him during my sermon. No, 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 no. Listen, but I knew it all was rooted in David. (laughs) Okay, we're moving away from sarcasm right now. (laughs) In love, I want you all to know that David started it. (laughs) All right, Shauna, let's let's redirect. Okay, yeah, bring them back back in. Okay. So last verse, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. I know you kind of touched on this a little bit on Sunday. David, where are you going? I think my 11 o'clock is here. Oh, okay. (laughs) We heard his feelings. David's leaving us. Oh, hey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was Brooke, everybody. Yes. yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I know you, you talked about this, but, I mean, it's a confusing thing. Like, we talked about it in during it, the week last week yeah. and it, trying to figure out, like, okay, what is he saying here? Yeah. Well, because it, it, at first glance, it feels out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think the issue here is we, we need discernment, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking planks. We're talking mm-hmm. specs. Really, I mean, you're talking like, like yeah. these these things, and and, and judging and yeah. figuring out. But but I think Jesus is saying, look, th- there there is a point where we do need to use some discernment, uh, especially when it comes to sharing what's sacred, the gospel, right? And so, um, the issue here is is have some discernment when you go, and there is some judgment to that that you do have to judge. But that's the difference between judgment that's sober and, and mm-hmm. fair and judgmental attitude have some judgment about whether someone is in a position to hear this gospel to respond to this Mm -hmm. gospel because if not you're throwing this sacred thing to somebody that's just going to trample on it Mm -hmm. now it doesn't mean that every time somebody rejects the gospel you did it wrong Mm -hmm. um no but it means if somebody is going to be intentionally antagonistic Mm -hmm. they're going to trample it under their feet um and they're going to just get angry then they're not somebody that I need to be sharing the gospel with right now. Maybe I need to be doing other things with them. So it's not speaking to the way that we're sharing it, just how they're receiving it. In this instance, it's talking about what we're sharing, not how we're sharing it. Now, I think there are some just good common sense things about don't be confrontational when you share. Mm -hmm. That's where Peter talks about that, right? Make sure that everything is seasoned. Um, as you have these conversations and make sure that you are ready to give a reason for the hope that you have mm-hmm. with grace, right? Like, so there is that, that we have to be careful how we share, but in this, in this instance, I think he's just talking about the act of, mm-hmm. Hey, there are some people and he had them right. That, that were just antagonistic to the gospel. Jesus mm-hmm. had people that were antagonistic, the, the leaders. Um, and, and there were times where he didn't bother to share with them. He just corrected and just was done. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't argue. Uh, he didn't when, when he came before Herod and Herod's like, Hey, do this stuff for me. Jesus said, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Um, he just stayed silent mm-hmm. because it would have been a waste mm-hmm. and it would have been trampled. So yeah. it is kind of a weird thing there. Um, you know, to really understand because we could use that easily as like, oh, well, I don't need to share the gospel with those people because they right. don't, they don't want to hear it. Yeah. Nope. Not a pass. That's not a pass. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a discernment, however. Right. And it's not even a pass on relationships, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. maybe I'm not, may, maybe I've tried to share with you or, and you've been argumentative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't mean I'm just going to be done with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if God's put you in my life, you're in my life. But right. maybe that means I'm not just going to, every time I see you say, oh, by the way, let me tell you the gospel again as much as I'm going to pray for them and I'm going to just try to build a relationship with them and I'm going to try to relationally engage them yeah. to the point where maybe their heart will soften. Right. Then I'll be in a position right. to give them what's sacred. It kind of makes me think of like when you're discipling someone and you just want them to move along farther, like faster than what mm-hmm. they are. And it's just, we need to honor the pace of God and knowing that ultimately it's not us that is mm-hmm. transforming their hearts. And so, um, we just are faithful in what God has called us to. Yeah. There's only so much yeah. that, that yeah. you can do there. Uh, again, what have we said like a hundred times now? It all comes back to heart. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's God's arena right? To change our heart. We just do our part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. So what's up for this Sunday? Where are we going? This, um, Sunday? this Sunday we're, we're continuing. Uh, well, Jesus is continuing to talk <laughs> about relationships mm-hmm. um, and what it looks like. So we know what, what self-righteousness and judging, you know, he's just kind of covered. Like when your heart is right, it won't, it won't look like this. What will it look like? Well, it'll look like this instead. And so we'll talk about, um, you know, what it means in the context of relationships to be asking and seeking and knocking and asking God for and being, um, you know, consistent and, and persevering in that. Um, and, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what exactly is this, this thing called the golden rule. Um, and how do we, get that right and how do we get that wrong but what is what is jesus intention in sharing that um in this context so we'll dig into that and then after that we'll we'll start to wrap up with with uh false prophets and narrow roads and wide gates and all of that all right good deal thanks for listening